Another episode of Geek Vibes Live. Um, I was actually just thinking, guys, you know how most podcasts are like, this is episode 36 of yeah. blah, blah, blah. We lost track. I have no fucking <laughs> idea what episode we're on. It's episode <laughs> 100. This is episode 1000, and we're glad to be here. They don't no, keep I don't know. season 17. They don't keep records of They keep records of how many episodes, but that's, that's of, no, but that's of all of our shows. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so. Let's yeah. just say this is season four. Well, this is season four, as told by Gerald. But no, um, we are a shorter team this week. Dane had a long day, so he has a night off. Caitlin has a night off. Kanan is somewhere in DCEU world on vacation. Uh, no, we love you, Kanan. Paradise Island. Right? Paradise Island. Um, so we have the very short team of myself, Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's up? We also have Nick. What's going on, Nick? What's up, everybody? And we have Gerald. I love you. Hey, welcome back, Gerald. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's get right into it. And you know what? I was going to start off with some MCU because that's the order I have it in. But I'm not. No. I'm going to switch it up, and we're going to start DCEU. All right. We're going to start with possibly some of the biggest non-news to ever grace the geek world. Okay. Um, get the haircut. There's, well, yeah. Well, no. Whoa. Ben Affleck. Uh, well, first of all, this is, and Nick laughed when I when I uh, made this, this post a while ago on someone's comment of Patty Jenkins coming back. So apparently, um, what's his name? Shit, I forgot the director's name. Who? Matt Reeves. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> was describing the Batman to be a noir. How you pronounce noir. it? Noir. Okay. Noir. There we go. There we go. I, I always get confused on that. It's um, French, man. It's noir. Right. Yeah, noir. So pretty much saying it's going to be more like a detective <laughs> film rather than just like he's right. kicking down doors, right. fighting people. Mm-hmm. So he also gave us some huge non-news when he said Ben Affleck is still Batman. In other news, water is still wet. So um, <laughs> that was the non-news of the day. Um, did anyone want to add to that non-news of the day? Uh. Uh, it is not news to me, but there are right. still some skeptic in uh, skeptics out there that believe he won't he won't do it he won't do Batman see Batman with Matt Reeves and then if they will bail after Justice League they're, they're still skeptic out there and I want to say to them stop being negative mm-hmm. and if it happens it happens if it doesn't happen stop bringing it up <laughs> but I mean what confuses me every time someone says no he's gonna leave after Justice League. Every time he talked about it outside of January because he was trying to promote another fucking movie yeah. and we just kept asking him about a movie that wasn't even going to start filming this year. Right, that movie um, even though that movie did bomb. Mainly because no one cared about it because we only care about Batman. Because hey, um, it actually was a pretty good movie. Um, but anyway, to back what I was saying, every time he talks about the Batman, 
He's so excited about it. Mm-hmm. He, this is a guy who said he had his, um, one of his old houses had a quote unquote bat cave in it. Right. So this is not someone who's just like, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, guys, I'm going to be Batman. Yeah, we'll start filming. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, I, I talked to Matt Reeves. You know, he said hi. I said hi. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, he doesn't sound, you know what I'm saying? He He's really excited about it. Right. Um, and he can't wait to start filming. Go ahead, Nick. Well, I was just going to say, and not to mention, I'm sure, like, the the notion of doing, like, a different take on Batman with this kind of detective film noir sort of aspect to it, I'm I'm sure that's got to be intriguing for for Ben Affleck. Like, like, that's just a completely different, like, iteration than we've seen on the silver screen. And, you know... I mean, Ben Affleck is not really the kind of actor who likes to do just the, you know, the regular usual thing. So, I mean, I think, I think that would offer uh, even less credibility to these skeptics who, you know, Absolutely. are, are yeah, basically I mean, saying without, without any real evidence that, oh, no, 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 he's, he's out. Right. Uh, plus, he's in negotiations to, to do the sequel to Accountant. Right. So, like, they're still good. That's Warner Brothers. Right. That's Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers, right? Right. So, so they still yeah, connect. And thank God we're getting that sequel, man. I just saw that the yeah. other day, um, so, and it's fucking awesome. That was a really good movie. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, and, I mean, also, I mean, I think what got me the most hyped about um, Matt Reeves being uh, or helmed as, as the director mm-hmm. was he said the same connection he felt for Caesar, he feels, he for, feels for the for the Batman. Right. And this is the greatest um, version of Planet of the Apes. I'd say, I'll, I'll say in my opinion, because there's some people who, who will differ. In my opinion, this yeah. is the best form of yeah. the Planet of the Apes I've ever seen. Right. Um, well, I, I keep I keep forgetting I don't count Mark Wahlberg's version. That's just like garbage to me. Mm-hmm. So it's the originals. And you, and- man, you don't know shit about no Charlton Heston. <laughs> that is true. That yeah, is true. You could That's name five Charlton Heston movies. <laughs> I barely remember those movies. That's why I said in my opinion. That's why I said in my opinion. This this is the Y'all youngins. Um, but no, I mean honestly, you see what he did with Caesar, yeah. and how, how how much he made you feel for Caesar. Um, and I don't necessarily need to feel for Batman. But it's just showing you how dark and gritty, yet informative, um, and how action-driven he can make these characters. Right, he's good. And he knows how to deal with that. Exactly. And it's just, it really excites me on the story. Not even the action, any of that shit. Very the serious. story that he can create for the Batman that'll really make it pop. Because to me, the action's great. Because yeah. when you look at Suicide Squad, the action was great. What yeah. did it lack in the story? Know. <laughs> so I need a great story, well, right? Well, and that's that's the thing with with at least the uh, the um, what is it? Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the the second one in that series right. that he you know that he that was the first one he directed. Like one of the brilliant parts of that movie and his way to utilize conflict and action in that film was it, it almost played like its own character, and right. it was. You know, it'll be really intriguing to see how he kind of brings that, um, and it and it certainly didn't detract from the story. Like it, it oh. helped build the story. It wasn't just there superfluously like a Michael Bay movie. So right. like, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, I, I'm really excited to see what nuances he brings to the action. Absolutely, and like I said, story to me is what's super, super, super important. 
for this mm-hmm. Batman film. Um, because without a story, um, this would just be another Suicide Squad. Visually, it could be great. Action-wise, it could be great. But if the story lacks, it's literally Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And we cannot have that. We need better or on the same par as Wonder Woman. We need the character. Oh, we need the character. It was, that's what I'm saying. It has to be on that level or, or, or past it. Right. Which is what we're expecting this movie to do. Yeah. Now, just think back to where we all said Wonder Woman has to save this universe. Well, we weren't saying Wonder Woman has to save this universe. We were just saying it can't tank. It could it could have been an okay movie yeah. and didn't do that well in the box office. It just had to be good. I'm just happy that it did this good. You were saying yeah, something. but the other thing too is now that it is it is kind of, if not surpassed expectations. I mean, I, I think for some people it didn't, you know, like their expectations were high enough that it maybe just met them. Um, but the fact that it did so much better and, and, and it continues to do so well at the box office and with critical appraise and fans and everything else, like they've now set themselves, they've set a bar. So, like, I'm totally with you, Juwan. Like, now that that bar has been set, you can't, you don't want to fall back from that. And if you do, you don't want it to be um, – a situation where it's, you know, several steps back. Like if it just, if the Batman movie just kind of misses a little bit, like that won't be the end of the world, but it's got to be at least like pretty damn good, you know? I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. This is Ben Affleck's first solo as Batman. All I'm asking is that it's on par of Iron Man. That's all I'm asking. And I don't think that's too much to ask for. You have a great director, quite like Iron Man did, and you have a great lead. So I, I don't I don't see why it should be any less than on the same par. And I'm not saying it has to financially do what Iron Man did. It just has to be a, as good of a movie as Iron Man. And I mean, all I keep yeah, thinking... Yeah, and, and with all intents and purposes, it should surpass financially right. just because of the, you know, the time frame that it's coming out. Right, exactly. And I mean, to be completely honest with you, the work Matt Reeves did with Andy Serkis, all I keep thinking to myself is, damn, I hope this Andy Serkis becomes Clayton. <laughs> again, oh, and his yeah. voice is just so great. He'd be an amazing Clayton. Because he literally could be himself and then do the motion capture for Clayton. Clayton is believable in this world. Yes, yes it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerald, you wanted to add something else before we move on? Alright, so for Wonder Woman, like I was reading, obviously I work at a movie theater, I was reading um, that Wonder Woman surpassed Iron Man. And in what? Uh, uh, financially? I think, financially? Domestically? I think domestically it passed Iron Man and it also passed uh, Dawn of Justice. It just passed and, CBS. And I, don't, I don't think, it, I don't think it, it passed Iron Man because I think it still has, has a little bit of ways to go. Yeah, well, yeah. Iron Man, I thought, cracked top ten. Iron Man 3 had, like, cracked the top ten. Yeah, yeah Iron Man Ray 3 was the one that made all the money. The first Iron Man. But my, my question is, do you think the director that they chose, she added a woman's touch to Wonder Woman. You think that was the main ingredient that they had to, like, you know, I'm not saying make like, it pop. Yeah, make it pop. Well, I mean, that's like that's the equivalent of um, hearing it from a woman's perspective about a woman's character. Definitely added that element to it. But I mean, that's how I always feel like when you do like a if you're doing a movie about gangs, you've never seen a gang, you've never been around a gang. To me, it's like, I don't think you can give the, pure, the the purest form of that. Like, you have to go talk to people that were in games. 
I'm not saying you have to be in a drive-by to experience it firsthand, but getting it from that perspective always makes the product better. Yeah. Uh, and I think Wonder Woman having a woman's touch to it and a woman's perspective is what made it great. Now, let's say if a Josh Whedon did it, it'd still be good, but I don't think we really would, would grasp Wonder Woman's um, side of it because it's not from a woman's view. It's from yeah. a male, a, a man's view. Wonder Woman made $334,879,475. That's a total domestic gross. Oh, okay. It's third currently in 2017. Oh, okay. It's third currently in 2017. Oh, in 2017. Okay. Okay. Not ever. In 2017. Okay, like in 2017. It's, it's the third. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, but, but I mean, honestly, we haven't had Beauty and the Beast since Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I mean, because think about it. The only, huge, much. The only huge box offices this year were Beauty and the Beast, Fast and the Furious, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and now Wonder Woman. So oh, there fine. weren't that many this year that were these huge hits, but we're only in July. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do I think Wonder Woman will still be uh, up there when Justice League, by the time Justice League comes out? No. I think it will be. I don't. So, like, I, so, so what about Pirates? Like, did that ever... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm leaving that for what Dane and Kane in the back. I don't even want to touch on that. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> no, no, no. Fair enough. Kane, Going. That's what makes it fun. Do we even know what Pirates made? I don't want to talk about it because if Cannon's wrong, <laughs> I don't think it did too well because it, it went up against Baywatch and I think. I'm not the numbers. That's just the numbers. Wow, 163 million domestic. What Pirates? Pirates. Yeah. So 163 million. 519 million foreign. Like, oh come on! Then he definitely beat Dane. <laughs> Dane said it wouldn't grow. Oh no, Dane said it wouldn't grow a billion. Yeah, but it's already at 682. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it's tracking is completely slowed down. That's insane, though. <laughs> but it's tracking has slowed down. And Spider-Man coming out, Transformers just came out. Yeah, and dude. Dane, not gonna Dane's going to win that bet by a mile. Yeah, he's going to win that bet. Who's going to take the month of July? Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Because uh, Planet of the Apes is only centered for adults. Like, children are going to be the better movie. What's going to be the better movie? After Planet of the Apes. Nothing that'll nothing's gonna touch Spider Man's uh sales until maybe I think only apes can, can touch it. Only now. apes can touch it because the only other thing that's that much of a competition is Thor and Justice League, and that's not Thor November. What about the Dark Tower? No, not that's not gonna come anywhere close. Again, you have to remember Spider Man Spider Man is catered for adults and children. No one's taking their child to go see Dark Tower. I can definitely No one says it's not, but they're not taking children money? to go We're see talking money, though, We're right? talking money, yeah. We're not talking quality. We're talking money. Well, That's not going to touch it. You don't understand a new policy at AMC. Apparently, kids can watch rated R movies now. Which, which I'm not. By I'm themselves? Not, which I'm not disagreeing with. What I'm saying <laughs> is, because we know Gerald's full of, full of shit with that. What I'm saying is, no parent's going to watch that trailer and go, you know what my five-year-old would like to do? Watch the Dark Tower. Let's go see it, Jimmy. Go see no, Matthew McConaughey and scare right. the shit out of him for two exactly. hours. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, Spider-Man like isn't it. going to be touched financially until something like Justice League or Thor Ragnarok. I think what's going to be That's overall. Spider-Man. That's overall. That's overall. That's overall. That's overall. I think the one that would knock Spider-Man out, out of his face would be Thor. I don't think Justice League. Literally, you, you got to remember. It'll, oh, it'll get knocked out of number one. Are you one. serious? I don't are you serious? Come on, Gerald. That is disrespectful on molecular level. Molecular. Molecular. We, we had this conversation. We were sitting in the exact same spot a month before BBF came out. And what happened? Okay, but that's different. How is, that supposed, 
How was I supposed to know BVS was going to be that bad of a movie? Because you said the same thing, yo. That's disrespectful how you said it. What, what did it bomb at? Money? It didn't bomb money. It didn't bomb money. It didn't bomb money. Like, story-wise, like, as a movie, we're not talking quality. We're not talking quality. Only money. You're just saying Spider-Man's not going to be touched by by Justice League. That is Aquaman, Cyborg, Flash, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman okay, on the same screen. Come on, man. We don't even know what else. We don't even... Stop with your Green Lantern. Well, <laughs> yeah, and not to mention, I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with you saying Spider-Man will beat it, but, like, Thor is not going to beat it. Thor is not going to beat Justice League. And the no crazy chance. thing is they're only a week apart. But you know what the biggest comedy is? You know what the biggest comedy is? <laughs> what? None of these movies matter when fucking December hits and The Last oh, Jedi comes out. So none of this shit, all this shit is trivial till December. That's when the real big boys come out. Okay. That's all I'm saying. And all these movies aren't going to make any, any uh, like, they're not going to matter well, come February of next year when Black Panther comes out. Yes, right. yes. Yeah, but doesn't Deadpool come out around the same time? No, Deadpool, Deadpool, it only worked that first time in February. Because no one, no one knew what to expect. So its marketing was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's not going to do it for the second time. What are you talking well, about? Well, no, he's saying it's released. It's well, not coming out in February. It's not coming out. So, no. okay, when does it come out, though? March, I think. Uh, I don't know. March or March April. Yeah, around there. I actually, actually, I actually want to say it's October, but I could be wrong. No, 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 no. It's not that far out. No, there's three filming, movies coming out next year. Right, because filming will be done with Deadpool 2 around, um, around November. Right. October, okay. November. I'm sorry, October, November. So it's it's not gonna come out that late, that mean. late in the year. Actually, I think uh, when I say it, it's gonna wrap around then, I mean everything, June. like principal photography June and everything. June first. Okay, so June. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So it's a summer release. Yes. Yeah. Which Beginning honestly, which, if I'm Fox, that scares me. That scares me if it's a summer so release. What? Only because what comes out in May, guys? Infinity War. Oh. No, yeah. Marvel has something. No, no. You got to remember, Marvel doesn't count as Fox. That's Fox. Well, it says Marvel's name. Yeah, but because Marvel created it, but it's not MCU. So MCU is February and May. It's true. If it's stepping on its own toes, time out. It's February, May, and July for Ant Man. Ant Man and the Wasp. Well, Black Panther in February. No, that's what I'm saying. February, and May, and July. Disney Marvel. Disney yeah, Marvel, so right. February, May, and no, July. December. Still talking about this. Oh my goodness. Anyway, let's move on to our next topic, guys. <laughs> more to more to non-news out of the DCEU. Apparently, and Dane got really up in arms about it, but I won't get too much into Dane having a hissy fit because he's not here. So I like for him to defend his, his argument. But apparently, in Dane's mind, celebrities are not allowed to endorse themselves to becoming superheroes or movie characters. Usually, death trap anyway. Um. Well, honestly, to me, if someone spoke, no, don't answer that. No, no, I'm not. I'm um. To me, whenever you um, whenever you lobby to be a character, I think it's one or two things. It's you going the Tyrese path, or mm-hmm. it's you literally just poking fun. I mean, because remember when Josh Gad posted that, that picture on Twitter about the Penguin? Before he ever met Jeff Johns and actually went to DC Studios, we were like, dude, this is like, come on, man. Josh Gad is Penguin? Come on, man. Are you serious? And then what happened? He met Jeff Johns. He took a picture in front of the DC logo. 
and holding up a comic, and now it made more sense to me. Right. So when guys like Drake Bell do that, we can initially laugh at it, mm-hmm. but we have no idea what's actually happening and why he felt compelled to actually post that. Right. Um, so for anyone who does not know what we are referring to, Drake Bell from Drake and Josh, and he did all of that. He did the Amanda Bond show. Um, I don't want to mention his new work, like Fairly Odd Parents, because <laughs> um, that was horrible. Um, he also voices um, Spider-Man on the animated series on uh, the Disney Channel. Used to. No, he still is. No, it's over. No, it's over. Oh, it's, it's over. over. Yeah, it's a new one. Okay, I'm sorry. I forgot there's a new one coming. Yeah, a new one coming. Um, but anyway, he put up a picture of Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, a picture of... A yes, it was a funny picture. He also put up a picture of um, the color gray right. and then a picture of the sun. So, Dick Gray Sun. Is yeah. what he was doing. Yeah, basically. And then he did a picture of a knight's armor, yeah, chicken wing, yeah. chicken wing. Uh, so for him saying he's Nightwing. Yeah. So he was very unique on his take on trying to hint at him being Dick Grayson, aka Nightwing. But we still don't know what he was trying to get at. All we know is that he was poking fun at the name Dick Grayson and Nightwing. That's all we know. So, the first thing I thought was the same thing I thought, I still think with Josh Gad. It's animated. It's voiceover work. That's what, he, that's what he has the most experience in to date, is voiceover work. So, when I saw that, I didn't really think that much of it, but I said, who knows, he could possibly be a dope um, Nightwing. He's not on my top five or top ten. I wouldn't even say he's on my top 15. Yeah, but if he got casted, I'm not going to say he'd be horrible, because we haven't seen him done anything like that. Right. Same thing I defend Charlie Hunnam with. We haven't seen him do anything near a Green Arrow. No. But we're going to say he'd be a horrible Green Arrow? What? Oh, no, I saw him in Pacific Rim. That was pretty rough. <laughs> that was the only thing you've ever seen. Him right, in. that's the only understand. thing you've ever seen. You, you, that's you not true. Seen. That is not true. That is not the only thing I've ever seen him in. No, he, no, was no, no, no. In Green, he was excellent, no, no. excellent in Green Tree Hooligans. Okay, then look. Okay. okay, that's one example that they saying he's bad. The other example, he was good. Right. And so I'm saying he's like good. split. I'm saying he's good in, in um, King Arthur. King Arthur was right. good. He was also good in Sons of Anarchy. Yes. So what? So oh, one movie he's bad, so he's automatically bad forever. So he's bad for everything. And what I think is funny is we've seen so many great Matt Damon films, but that doesn't mean Matt Damon would be a great Hal Jordan or a great um, right. uh, Oliver Queen. Right. So oh, what I'm saying not, is being, it, being an accomplished actor and not being that much of an accomplished actor doesn't mean you'd be great for something. Right. So just great that. for something or bad for something. Right. So to me, I'm just I mean, saying that the action, the like action movie that he helmed, he was terrible in. Like that I saw the action movie that I saw. That he was but would you blame him or would you blame the the writing of that film? I mean, because honestly, uh, probably, probably both. I mean, the the I mean, dialogue I, wasn't great by any means, but his acting was atrocious in that movie. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I blame that more on Guillermo because outside of Idris Elba, who's just a phenomenal actor, right. everyone else is pretty blessed in that movie. Yeah, no up. one stood out except for Idris Elba. Yeah, so, I was gonna I mean, say I, Elba. Elba killed it, but he always kills it. He always kills it. So I don't necessarily blame that on Hunnam. Everybody was blessed, but that could have been just how they were written. Right. For that movie, the yeah. li- the um, lines weren't that weren't that good. It's unfair to him, right? To, to, to cast that all on him, right? To cast it all on him, or to say he was necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. I say he was written. The mm-hmm. writing was 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 bad, yeah. and the directing for him was well, not necessarily good, yeah. the best. That's all. 
Um, I love them in King Arthur. Right, I love them in King Arthur also. But all I'm saying, Nick, is, and now me nor Joel are saying Charlie Hunnam needs to be our Green Arrow. No, no, no. We're just saying we're not going to judge him based off of that one, uh, you know, possible bad performance that he had right. in, in um, and just because he looks that. like the character does doesn't not... mean he's also good for it too. Right, right. Um, I mean, he just happens I say, to look like the character, and he's a good actor. <laughs> I'd say my biggest example would be I had no idea who Andrew Garfield was before Spider-Man. I, I did. I had no idea. I never saw the the social network. Social network. Yeah, I so I had no idea. And even even if you did see Social Network, there's no way you see that and you go, you know, this gotta be a Spider-Man. big Peter Parker. No, you don't put those two and two together. When I heard he was gonna be Peter Parker Spider Man. I was I was I liked the way he looked, even though he right. was a little pretty. Mm-hmm. I did like that because. I didn't. I don't always. I don't believe Peter Parker was super ugly. Either. Right. <laughs> like, right. But he had to have that wild. geek look to him. Like he, he couldn't look like a male model. Right. Because right. <laughs> that's not Peter Parker. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, okay, I'll give you a more recent example then. Tom Holland. Have, did you hear anything about Tom Holland before yeah, Spider-Man? I don't know. I didn't know who that was. But he how much did he? Movie. But how much did he impress you when he jumped on the screen? Great. So what I'm saying is, and he wasn't my first guys, choice to be Peter right. Parker. Right. He wasn't on my short list or my actual yeah, long yeah. list at all. At all. So yeah. what I'm saying is, you have to actually give these guys a chance. Yeah, uh, another example, and then Nick, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you chime in here. Another example. Nobody from the Defenders, I had seen anywhere else that I was like, you know what? They'd be great for a, a Daredevil, a Luke Cage, a Jessica Jones, or a, or an Iron Fist. I just see Kristen. But, I've seen Kristen. I've seen Kristen Ritter because she yeah. was she was on Breaking Bad uh, and. Only reason why I say no to Kristen is because what she's doing for Jessica Jones, albeit it's great, is not comic accurate whatsoever. That's not actually how Jessica Jones was. No, she was. She just she looks she acts just like her. She just doesn't no, no, look no, 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 no. Like the that. acting <laughs> the acting isn't 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 quite like how it was in the comic. I'm not saying what she's doing is bad. Don't get me wrong. Uh, to me it is. To me she's doing just like the comic. I could be seeing it differently and I'll completely take that. All right. But I'm the point saying. the bigger point I was trying to make was I'll even give you Kristen, okay? Visually she doesn't look like that. I'll give you Kristen. Outside of her. Nobody else, you were like, all right, yeah, that guy's going to knock us out of the I knew who this dude was. Uh, I thought Ben Jones was going to be great, <laughs> but <laughs> I wasn't uh, I wasn't proven right in my assessment there. I wouldn't blame that on him. I'd blame that on the show right Yeah, and you can tell already when he yeah. was right. How many, how many, how many like, bad acting performances do you just, are you just going to be like, that's not the actor's fault? Like, some of it has to fall on the actor, too. I'm going to be completely honest. They rushed it with the casting because they cast I agree. It already started right. the idea of Iron Fist. Right. So they rushed him. So he didn't have time to actually train for the right. role or do anything yeah, else. Yeah, but I'm not talking about the fight choreography. That's that's a, its own demon. Like his acting in the in the uh, in the show isn't right. very good. Wasn't very good. The dialogue was just bad for the show. That's true. The dialogue was not very good, but, you know, Harrison Ford turned bad dialogue into great dialogue for Star Wars. Like, if you're a really good actor, you can pull it off. Only difference is no one here is saying Finn Jones is, is, a, is a great actor. So all I'm saying, if he was a great, if he was a great actor and did bad in that role, then I'd, I'd 100% agree with you. That's more so on the actor than anything else. But no one was raving about this guy before before Game of Thrones or before uh, or before yeah, I. He wasn't even in Game of Thrones all that much. Well, okay, I, I I get what you're saying, but like I think you almost have this flipped. Like if you're a great actor and you give a bad performance, yeah, maybe we say you're phoning it in. 
That's usually what people say. But I think right. you can almost give a little more credence to, you know, maybe maybe poor poor direction. Kind of like, you know, Ewan McGregor is a terrific actor, but he didn't. He, he, I'm not saying he was like a bad Obi Wan Kenobi, so don't let don't let it come out that way. But that's no. not, not nowhere close to one of his best acting performances, and a lot of that a lot of that falls on Lucas and like his inability to draw out um, a great performance out of him, especially with so much blue screen and all of that. Um, but I think I think something that you said uh, kind of hits the nail on the head, though, Jawan. It's like. Um, you're saying, like, with Finn Jones or whoever, like, whoever it may be, like, you're like, we're not saying they're, like, a great actor. We're just saying they're, you know, they're a reasonably good actor, you know, or, or okay actor. Like, if you have the right combination, you have the right director, you can make it work, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I, I don't disagree with that. I think there's there's very val- – you're making very valid points there. But I think on the flip side, too, is do you, like, do you want to – good or okay actor or do you want a great actor like do you do you think like you have to I, I just feel like you have to weigh all of that and as it pertains to Charlie Hunnam specifically I don't really have a big problem with Charlie Hunnam being Green Arrow um I would I would probably prefer that it if that is the direction they go that he kind of plays a background role like a Hawkeye type figure and not get his own movie per se um, but like, as far as some voice actor being, uh, Nightwing, who we know is going to get his own movie, or at least that's the, the, you know, the, uh, thought going on through most people right now. I, I just don't see you putting a voice actor in that role, you know, like that, you got, you, everybody's line is somewhere that's, that's, you know, that's past my line. That's, that's where I draw my line. Well, what I was trying to explain to Dane was he isn't anyone's all I was saying was you can't discredit him because he's had um, more experience in voiceover work than actual physical, you know, physical movies. All I'm saying is that doesn't mean he can't play the role. I'm not saying he's my pick for the role, but that can't be your reason to why he can't play that role because he hasn't done it. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that would have to be, like, the big discrepancy is, like, um, like I, I'm not gonna sit here and say like no he can't play the role, but I do think it, it like it's reasonable enough uh, to have to be of the opinion that because he is predominantly a voice actor that there is like no chance that he will get the role. Like no, he's not gonna get the role. If people who are saying like he he would be good at the role like uh, yeah, maybe, but like. There are just so many other people that are better. So I, I, I see the gray area between both of y'all's arguments. No, but time out. That's not what Dane said. If Dane said that, I I'm would... not defending what Dane said. I'm just saying, like, that's what oh, I okay. think. Right. Okay. So what I'm saying is if Dane said what you said, there would have been no argument between us whatsoever because I completely highly doubt he'll get the role. My argument was, because of his lack of actual live action films, that does not mean he cannot play the role. Right. Now, that it doesn't mean he should not play the role. Exactly. I'm saying you cannot say that he does not have the acting ability to be that character. We do not know that. We have no idea how much he studies his craft. We have no idea how much he, he, he practices acting outside of doing his voiceover work. Mm-hmm. We cannot judge someone off of that. Right. 
That's all I'm saying. So if Dane came out and said what you said, Nick, there would have been no argument because I highly doubt he gets the role also. I think Joel's in that same boat. We're just saying you cannot say because of the lack of star power that someone cannot play that character. And, like, I think uh, Dane's biggest issue is probably more on the movie side. And I don't right. think that he's talking about the cinematic side of it. I think right. he's probably talking about the show that's coming up. Yeah. And if that's the case, it's even more likely if it, it happens that I'd be less, I'd have less of an issue. Right. Like, if he's Nightwing on the TV series, I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Right. <laughs> Which, again, isn't our first, second, third, fourth, he's, fourth. Yeah, he's still not my first, second, right. third, you know, but I have, I don't know if the TV actors I got on the movie yet. Right. And you say movie actors, I'm like, oh, he's definitely not in my top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the TV actors, I'm like, I don't have, I can't have a long list. So if, he, right. if he pops up there, I'm like, oh, I know who he is. And I mean, if he does good in the audition, I, who am I to, you know. When I, look, when I look at the idea of Drake Bell possibly being Nightwing for the TV show, the first thing I think of is, I thought watching season one of Arrow, that outside of the guy who plays Malcolm Merlin, and maybe like his parents and stuff, the acting from everyone else was horrible. They had gotten better since season one. Mm-hmm. Like, Stephen Amell is a way better television actor in season five than he ever was in season one. So, right, I didn't know he existed before Arrow. So when I'm saying is, Drake Bell could do a a live-action TV show. You don't know. Right. So that's what I'm saying. You have to give him that chance. But um, Yeah, and I would just just add, like, additionally, as far as, like, um, I, I, I would say... I, I wouldn't go so far as to say he can't play the role. I would go so far as to say the studio can't cast him. You can't cast that guy in to lead a major motion picture. Like you just that can't I do that. You know, you I, that I don't disagree with at all. I completely agree. Yeah. I'd, even go to, I'd even go as far as to say Charlie Hunnam, even though I would completely support him as a, um, you know, doing a, a solo film, I have said for the longest, my first two choices for, for Green Arrow is Ewan McGregor as an older Green Arrow and the guy from um, Lucky Number 11. Those are my two Green Arrows. So Charlie Hunnam isn't even in my top two. So I don't necessarily think he deserves it more than – and Matt Damon to me is ahead of Charlie Hunnam. I like Matt Damon. So when I'm saying – what I keep trying to tell Dane is, Dane, I'm not saying you need to make this guy our Green Arrow. He's the only one. I'm saying you cannot judge him and say he can't play a role. I think it's he hasn't even gotten the opportunity to, a, to do. I think it's just unfair to call him a badass. Yeah. Because to me, he's only really had one badass. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know what that's the equivalent of? That's the equivalent of going after Wonder Woman. You know, that Gil Gadot is a phenomenal actress. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? She's only had one good performance. Yeah, really. That's like saying Charlie, Charlie Hunnam's a bad actor. What? He's only had one bad it's acting cool. job. Yeah, what do you mean? You could say Pacific Rim, yeah. as Nick pointed out. That's literally the only thing you can say. If you're one of those highly only crit- been in three to four films. I've never highly criticized an actor for being a bad actor until I started hanging out with y'all. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, I'm like, I never looked that way in my life. I've never cared how much. So I know I knew the difference, but I right. never criticized, highly criticized any acting job right. like that. Like, right. oh, this well, and, hey, did any of y'all see The Lost City of Z? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. No, but I haven't seen it yet either. But uh-huh. but I heard it. I I saw it got great reviews, and he's the lead actor in that. So yeah, I think he did it with Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah, yeah. I think he's in it as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so Nick, so we're all on the same page. Some of these guys shouldn't get it, right? But that's not to say they could not do it. Right. And just because you can't, yeah. And and I'm 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 like 
like I said, like as far as specifically Charlie Hunnam, like uh, I wouldn't really have a huge problem with it either. Like, uh, I mean, I, I've seen enough out of the guy to where I, I think that he could pull it off with the right director and everything else. Um, but like I said, if you were to if you were to pick Charlie Hunnam. Before you do any kind of solo movie, work him in with the rest of the crew. If, if you're going to go honest, that route, I'm going to be honest. I don't really need an Oscar nominee to be my Oliver Queen. I'm sorry, I don't need an Oscar award nominee to be my Oliver Queen. There's not that much depth to Oliver Queen. I'm but sorry. You can bring depth. You can bring it. You can bring it. I, they're the same. They're the same. So you kind of have to parallel them. Well, and and I would I would even say especially like if they go younger, like there's less depth to the character if they go right. younger. So I mean, for me, if you, if you're telling me Matt Damon is my Green Arrow, then I'm saying all right, this this means this is Green Arrow on his last legs. Like he's been Green Arrow for about twenty, twenty five, maybe thirty years, and that makes more sense. Charlie Hunnam that needs to be a younger version that doesn't have that much depth. But let's move on to some Marvel MCU news. All right, so we got a lot from um, Infinity War, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got behind-the-scenes pictures. Um, if some of you guys who are listening have not seen them, they're on all of our pages, but I'll describe some of them to you. Um, there was a behind-the-scenes photo of Stark, Doctor Strange, Wong, and Bruce Banner. Um, that was them at a restaurant enjoying some off-time. And then we got actual on-set photos of them in action, mm-hmm. of Stark, Wong, Doctor Strange, um, Bruce yeah. Banner, and um, <laughs> Stark. Um, these, can I just say, I looked right past the actors, and what stuck out to me more so was the um, how destroyed the set looked. Oh. Meaning, whether it's um, Thanos' minions that he's in, mm-hmm. or it's Thanos himself, Earth ain't looking too good in some of these set photos. Um, Joel, what were your thoughts on the set photos? Set photos are cool. I like what they're doing with Iron Man's armor in this. Yeah, it that looks shit so looks that shit looks looks really really. I can't really wait good. to see the full product. And I re- I like the way it looks in Spider Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Like I love the way it looks in Spider Man Homecoming. Is that the same suit? No, it has like no, no it's it's different suit. Like, like, toys, man. Of course, it's not the same suit. Toys, man. Right, you got to sell toys. Yeah, come on, man. Toys, though. Like, you know, would that be Mark 44? Oh, no, come on, man. We don't know what counts. Because you have to remember, in Iron Man 3, he had a shade of Iron Man. It got blown up? But I'm saying... It's just how many suits Iron Man has created is like how many shows we've had at this point. Nobody fucking knows. Absolutely. No one one knows. And we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, Honestly, (laughs) one thing that upset me about the look of the suit was... When Age of Ultron came out, remember the remember that last suit that he had when he teamed up with Friday, that very last yeah, suit at the end battle. I thought that suit yeah. was dope. We only saw that suit for ten minutes, right, right. never to see that suit again. So I'm wondering, is this a suit he uses later in the film and then that's it, or does he start the film right, or does he start the film with this suit? Because we have they've been filming since January, so we have no idea if these set photos that we've seen are beginning, middle, or end. So that's the one thing that worries me because if it's just a, a, a final battle scene with that suit, I'm going to be pissed because it looks beautiful. It looks like the best suit since Iron Man 1. I don't know. I love Iron Man 1 suit, but like I said, I love the Homecoming suit. I like the Civil War suit. 
See, I can't good. count. I, like I can't count homecoming suit. I can't count homecoming suit because I think he's only in that suit for like 10, 15 minutes. But I like the way it looks. Oh, okay. You're just talking about the look. Okay. I don't even know what it does. It comes in and out of it. That's very true. That's all we know for I hated that. I hated that because there wasn't much you could do with that suit. It looked ugly. And it didn't look ugly. It was a nod like the 90s. It was anemic. It was. It needed to eat. That's what it needed. It did need to eat. Nick, did you see the set photos? How did you feel? Yeah, I saw a couple of them. Uh, yeah, I like the suit. It looks pretty cool. Um, I just, you know, they're always, like, updating little specific modifications, making it look, tweak it, make it look a little different. And, I mean, it's just, it's like, uh, it's like the, you know, seeing the new Mercedes Benz, you know, you're like, oh, so they did this, they did that. It's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you on the on the destruction, man. I just can't wait to see Thanos just, like, just annihilate everyone, like, uh, I am so geeked for that because, you know, we just haven't seen that kind of that that uh, that really really strong villain who can just destroy everyone. So, like, not not quite yet. So I'm I'm really excited for that. I I hope uh, I hope Brolin delivers and I hope they have it written well and I hope they they bring a fair amount of depth to the character and you know I I kind of really hope that it's like that they really are going to make this, like, Thanos' like, story and then everybody else kind of fits around him. Like, I think that would be a very interesting way for them to do things. I completely agree. And at no point should Thanos be watered down to make the Avengers seem stronger. Because right. what I keep saying is we have not had a villain, including Loki, that has really given them a threat of this magnitude. So mm-hmm. I need to know that their backs are against the wall and it takes everything out of them to to prevail. Because if, if they do Thanos like they did Ultron, I will literally, from this point on, go, the best villains we'll ever get moving on is literally from Netflix. <laughs> yeah. the, the, substance, yeah. like, the more villains with actual substance right, right. to where you feel like they can take away from you. I even like Iron Fist villains. Yeah. Well, and I'm interested to see what they do with Death, what they do with Lady Death, and how they work that in. If Hela's going to be that role, and how all that works, like, because that that kind of that can give his character a lot more motive. Um, and that's kind of been one of the things that are lacking in Marvel is they'll they'll give a character a little bit of motive, but they won't really develop it. Like right. the best example that I can think of is Iron Man Two, where you know you got the uh, Mickey Rourke's character and they just cut all of it out they cut like all of his scenes out that were like building the narrative of his motive of why he really hates Stark and like not only that but, they cut out his, his great action scenes at the end they defeated him in like five minutes yeah, it's it was yeah. like Rhodey give me your hand alright give me your hand Stark boom done <laughs> like, like whoa, what <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Like, first of all, that's one of my favorite Iron Man villains of all time. Whiplash? Yes, Whiplash. And they treated him like he was just, like, nothing. And then what was what was worse than that was they treated Mandarin even worse. They sure did. <laughs> so the best Iron Man villain we've seen to date is Ironmonger. Yeah, yeah, really. And that's because it was played by the great Jeff Bridges. Sure was. That's it. That's all we had. That's it. Between that... And the the PTSD that Stark was going through in Iron Man three, yeah. those were his two biggest villains. Yeah. <laughs> those were his two biggest villains. I'm really upset. <laughs> yeah. 
Like outside of that, we have to have <laughs> the, 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 dude, you just somebody y'all Juwan, you just gotta post that later. Like uh Stark's <laughs> five biggest villains and number two is his PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> that literally was it. I mean the alcoholism he, he almost based in Iron Man two. Could have been yeah, barely could have been his third biggest villain. Yeah, you, you you should just put that as third on the list and then go with with Whiplash and then go and then with Whiplash Andrew. and Andrew. Right, that's <laughs> the poison. Yeah. Well, the poison, right, the poison. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. Before I pass it to Gerald, I was just gonna say, um, from what I'm hearing, our first footage will come at D23, and not only will it come at D23, it will also be at San Diego Comic Con. The same footage, because um, we won't get. You know how um, last year. After they showed us the footage from Comic-Con, they immediately showed us, like, through YouTube and stuff. Mm -hmm. D23 does not play that shit. Um, You'll get it, but probably after Comic-Con, which is the week after. Yeah, you don't get no... Right, D23 D23 gives no fuck. It gives no fuck. It's like, wait, what? You want to see this shit? Come to D23. That's how you get this footage. But no, uh, before I pass to Gerald, what I was going to say was, what I'm hearing is the footage that we're going to get. Remember when Age of Ultron, that first footage, came out? When all we heard, I mean, all we saw was um, the Avengers laying laying out as dead bodies, mm-hmm. and then the, the mm-hmm. chilling voiceover that um, uh, James gave us. Um, I'm, I'm hearing, yes, I'm sorry, I'm hearing that um, it'll be along the same lines of that, but you'll see flashes of Thanos, and you'll understand how extreme in the level of magnitude that this film is on. And you'll get shots of all the Avengers. Like they won't miss anybody. I hope so because I'm currently I, I'm I'm super hyped, but I'm also I literally don't know what to expect. Right. Because like I, I go I'm going in with really no anticipation right. because I'm lost. Yeah. Like, you don't know pic- what to expect. Even with the pictures so far, I haven't really been. You you don't really pushed. get what what they're I have no idea right. what to expect. And I mean, also I was told that the one shot that we got from the first Avengers and the second Avengers. And Civil War, which is pretty much Avengers 3. Um, I was told that yeah. we have seen nothing compared to the one shot we'll be getting from Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one shot, that, the okay. exact, the, the official the one shot. shot from that. Right, the team shot. Um, and I was told the team... And I was also told some of the action sequences will be more so like picture um, uh, Ultimate Alliance when you team all these guys up and use their, their combined powers together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be some shit like that. That's what I was hearing. And when I heard that, I was like, wait, like Ultimate Alliance? They were like, yeah, Ultimate Alliance level. Like what we got in the actual, the first Avengers. Yeah, I remember. With Iron Man off Cap Shield, Thor and Hulk. Yep. We're going to get some shit like that. But it's going to be from just, a likely team up. Like like you saw in the, in the photo, it's going to be a Rocket and Thor team up. It's going to be a Peter and Stark team up. Right. It's going to be a, a um, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch team up. Like, it's going to be some shit that you're like, whoa, holy shit, I wasn't expecting that. It's going to be those guys. Well, they, they better just hope that they have Hawkeye there, because I don't know what they're going to do without a guy who can shoot arrows. Like, I mean, God necessary forbid, component. and a lady who can kick and shoot stuff out of her wristless. What are they going to do without those two great key components? And, uh, yeah. Oh, baby. Can I tell you this? If Thanos is not taken down by somebody that I deem to be believable, I will be highly upset. Mm-hmm. Like, don't have Stark be the one that puts on the gloves to take out Thanos. 
That'll be straight up bullshit. Hmm. You want to like, see a person without powers? I think it should be. No, I want to see someone who is actually strong enough to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. Because what people keep forgetting is it takes a mental toll on you to we- uh, to wield the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, not just anyone can put that shit on. No, it's totally not. Someone Black I want to, to put it on. Because already, you've already made Robert Downey Jr. the face of the franchise. No, so you're, saying, so you're, you're already making it. You're not it, doing it. You're not opposing it because it's not. Because he's not worthy of it. I'm deeming it because they've already set it up to where Tony Stark has to be the guy that saves the day in every fucking team-up movie. I do not want that to be the case. I'd like it to be a Thor. I'd like it to be a, a, a cat. I'd like it to be a Vision. It could be the classic event. Yes, Black or, Panther. Or Black Panther. Make it be T'Challa. People, First of all, people are more ready for Black Panther than anything else. Why not have T'Challa be the guy who saves the day? I completely agree with you, Nick. Completely. Thank you. But um, before we move on to our next topic, Gerald, what were your thoughts on the set? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I feel like this Iron Man... Well, wield it, man. <laughs> Never knew what that um, felt like. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I feel like with the set photos, we're definitely going to see about four Iron Man. Four. Four. I'm going to tell you this now. <laughs> Iron Man will not change more suits than Ben will and Jeff. Because let's, let's be honest. Like, in Iron Man 3, you had about five suits. Who has two? Ben? No. Why is it? What do you mean? The original one from BVS. Oh, we're talking, I'm talking about one. Ninja. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, it's just two. I think I think will only have two. I think he'll have about He won't have more than Ben. In the same movie? He won't have more than Ben. Because think about it, you'd have to a diva. No, you'd have to you'd have to say you'd have to say each suit is important for that reason for why he's switching it. So if you're telling me that Thanos destroys one and then he has to okay, change, so they'll never have as many suits they had a part three. Hell no. The first Avengers movie, when you first see Iron Man, the first suit he had was the Iron Aqua suit, right? No. The the one? No, the that was his. No, that was his actual suit. You mean when he was underwater? Yeah, wasn't it like that? No, he just had a mouthpiece in it. Really? Yes, it well, wasn't I an aqua suit. Aqua suit. That, I don't know why. Suit. It's just a suit. It was because remember when he landed and when he was talking to Pepper, he stepped out of it. It was yeah. just a regular suit. It was his normal suit. Well, it, was, it, was, it, was it was his Iron Man two suit. He only had two suits in 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 a video. Well, I think this one he'll yeah. probably have because the last suit came out at the last minute. Like Joel said, and this was. Very good on Joel's part. He will never wield more suits than he did in Iron Man 3. He was in and out of shit tonight. <laughs> the whole ending well, was him and out of shit. Yeah. Tony Stark and he can die. Oh, okay. wow. Okay, whatever, Gerald. Anyway, oh. more Avengers news. Um, it was reported that Avengers might have some scenes that are shot um, from ni- in 1970. So there's some parts in the movie that will take place in 1970. So I don't know how... Oh, okay. I, was about, I thought you were about to say he wasn't alive in the oh, 70s. Well, he was frozen. Bitch, he was fighting World War II. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? It was before then. I thought you were saying he didn't exist well, in the 70s. In the 70s, I'm like, he really, he didn't. He, he was frozen. He was frozen. Right. Um, I, I don't know how this is necessarily news, because I don't know what to expect from it, unless you were telling me Thanos was here in 1970. I don't know what really... Importance the 1970s has on mm-hmm. Infinity War has a lot of importance to the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yes. Well, Kevin Feige yeah, and brothers don't put anything in 
just to put something in. So it means something. I'm just saying from the outside looking in, I have no idea what it, what it means. But go ahead, Nick. Maybe, maybe a young Hank Pym messing with the particle, uh, you know, uh, planes of existence or something like that. And I, I could see maybe that being some kind of connection. I, I mean, honestly, the only reason why I wouldn't really necessarily want to see that unless um, Stark's father was a part of it is because we're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp the sequel like two months after that. So True. we're going to see like, so you could you could have just put that in the, the second movie. It, it doesn't really belong in it. Like, I won't say it doesn't belong in it because I don't know what it would be. But it just, to me, wouldn't make the most sense. The right. Sure. If Howard Stark scene would make more sense. Even though I think, no, 70s, yeah, no, Stark is like a baby. Tony, yeah. Yeah, he was, like, he was Right. Um, all right, so let's move on to our next topic, because that pretty much isn't anything else we can really dig into. Um, Joel dropped some breaking news on us. Um, Samuel Jackson will reprise his role as Nick Fury in right. Captain Marvel's solo film, which will start filming in January. Yes. He said it out of out of his own mouth. Now, whether that's actually true is for well, us to know, find he, out. You know, you're not going to check. You know, Marvel and Disney not going to check Samuel Jackson up. Listen, you got to check the fuck out. Because, you know, that's Sam Jackson. Well, first of all, they wouldn't have to do that because Samuel Jackson doesn't really say much. But all he was asked, when will, we, when, will we, when will we see you again? And he was like, in the new Avengers movie. Which, to me, isn't really spoiling anything because I think that's the least character I'm looking forward to seeing in this movie. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, I don't need the shock factor. Started with Nick Fury, you gotta have Nick right. Fury. Right, you gotta have him towards the end of this first wave, because it's the end of what we of what we knew. Right. So he has to be in it. But Nick, what are your thoughts on Nick Fury coming back? For, uh, for I mean, Captain I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. The only thing that sucks is like I really wish that like they would kind of get a handle on this. Well, this character is going to be in this movie three years from now after the subsequent three movies that are four movies or whatever that are already slated to come out before it. Cause then you're like, okay, well I know he's not going to die. So like it, it sucks a little bit of the, of the suspense out of it for me. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a huge fan, like not a fan of the announcement. I'm totally fine with uh, seeing him as Nick Fury again. Completely honest with you, I've I've always had that mentality. Like once you once you go, oh Matt Damon will be in um, Jason Bourne Part Two. Well, if I didn't see Jason Bourne and I was hoping like this would die here, like all right, well I know that's not gonna happen. So yeah, I'm gonna just skip this. But no, I mean honestly, I, I completely I completely understand what you're saying. I'm of the same grain, but I think the reason why they announce it is because come January when they start filming and you see a set photo of him you still know he's not going to die before Infinity War comes out. So it's like, right. it's a clue. So I guess they're like, I'd rather just tell you than you have to see the set photos and ruin it that way. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it, it's like, yeah, kind of a catch-22. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Only, only difference is we didn't know that he was going to be in movies past Winter Soldier. That's why that resonated more. But I'm saying they already did it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. If, if they killed him again, he'd be dead for real. Like, they wouldn't bring him back. 
Um, but I don't think we have to worry about that until Avengers, uh, I mean, uh, Avengers 4, um, where we really have to start worrying about worry Scott about not coming Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I love this. The main reason why I love this is because you know the first thing I thought about? Nope. Remember um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Nope. Remember the storyline? Remember the storyline of Sword and Shield working together? Yeah. And mm-hmm. guess who was the bridge between the two? Captain Marvel. So I, I'm really curious if that's what the connective um, glue they're looking for in this solo is Shield working with Sword. Maybe Sword is in the Shield next year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's so many different pieces that you can work with, that but work. that was the first thing I thought of. Because remember it. in Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Fury wasn't even running Shield. It was. Um, Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Um, and Fury was just more so in the background. But still, it was S.H.I.E.L.D. That's team with in the Civil War comic series. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I, I'm really interested in seeing what the S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Captain Marvel connected tissue will be come, um, come January when we'll get more news on, on the movie. Um, and I'm waiting to hear from the directors, but we're, we're well far out from, from January. We might hear more um, come San Diego Comic-Con. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, Gerald, do you really care about Sam Jack coming back to that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the pinnacle, like, what started, like, this thing. like Hell pinnacle. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what you I'm know like, what, Gerald? When you're on the show, I'm going to get a button. <laughs> and when you use these big-ass words, I'm going to get a button and say, spell it! <laughs> I am going to challenge, but honestly, <laughs> no, I, I really, I really like to see him because I figure like since he's shield, you know, he should have honestly been in Civil War, and with Sam Jackson like seeing him at the end of the first Iron Man movie, oh no, where you know he basically tells Tony like you know I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative, that kind of hyped yeah. up the whole universe. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. I mean. Sam Jackson's kind of like a hurricane. He comes every few years. So, I mean... No hurricanes come every year? No. I'm talking about for Jersey. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, hurricanes definitely come every year. Well, it depends on where you're at. But, like, us Jerseyans, we don't see a hurricane every couple of years. I guess. I'm going to look into It was a bad reference. (laughs) You get what I'm saying. Gerald, everybody. (laughs) I was going to let it slide. I wasn't even going to say anything. You know. (laughs) I I only had to say something because I do live in Jersey with him. So I'm like, yeah, I don't don't know. Sam Jackson is like a leap year. That is wrong. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's four years, but all right. <laughs> um, but no, okay, so let's move on to more news. Um, Joel also dropped this jewel for us. Um, Infin- uh, Infinity, sorry, we're all from Infinity. Inhumans gave us a first official look at a trailer and poster, and I was not impressed. Um, I saw it, and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to wait until I actually see it in theaters for me to actually give my full opinion on it. Right. The trailer really didn't do anything for me. It kind of lost me on a couple of different places. Um, I think it kind of rushed, and that's weird, me saying that about a trailer, but I felt as though the trailer was rushed. I think they kind of rushed it once the um, the trailer came out with, without audio, which is pretty much showing us the same exact thing. We just didn't have audio to it. 
Um, I just wasn't impressed. I'm not saying that it's going to be bad. I'm not saying that I'm not looking forward to it. It just didn't wow me. Like, if it came out next week, I wouldn't be rushing out of my, my, my house to go see it. I'd see it when I was able to see it. Um, but, Joel, since you dropped it, what were your thoughts on the Inhumans? Beast Boys sending in pictures of terrorists. Oh, oh, wow. Hold on, guys. Oh, interference. Sorry, Joel hit our Damien audio, uh, audio, audio clip. clip. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> uh, it was okay. Um, it was better than the leaked one that dropped. Yeah. yeah. So it's, now it's a finished one. It is Scott Buck again, who the man responsible for Iron Fist. But yeah. That kind of looked like it. <laughs> you have to, because you know what? I enjoyed Iron Fist, but even even after watching Iron Fist, I thought to myself, "He don't fuck up in humans." That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Time out. Time out. Hold on. Because I want to get Gerald on record for this. Oh when God. we do defend your statement. Oh, my God. Say, say that one more time. You thought what was good? I will stand by my statement. I thought Iron Fist was well done. From the guy who thought this last Transformers was actually a pretty good movie. So oh, I just want that on record. Okay. I want that on record. Go ahead, okay. I agree. I thought it was well done. I enjoyed a lot of it. And I had issues with it, but I wasn't. I don't think it was terrible. And but, that's terrible. But the problems I had with Iron Fist are the problems I knew he was going to I was worried he would do again with Inhumans. And what's the first thing that happens when we see the first Inhumans picture is Black Bolt with no mask. Yeah. And I was like, mother effer. They did it anyway. He made it clear to you he's not a fan of that mask. He yet. obviously is not a fan you know, of that You know it has to be the director. The, the, the show director. The show the show you know what his ringtone is? I'm telling you, I'll, the trailer wasn't, again, terrible, because I like the way Karnak looks. Um, the dog? Karnak's the uh, Asian guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, Lockjaw is the dog. I like the way Lockjaw looks. Yeah, Lockjaw. Uh, Black Ball, if he wore a mask, probably would, uh, would look okay. I want to ask you about a, a scene from that trailer. All right. When Black Bolt's talking to Ramsey, mm-hmm. and it it, and it looks like and it looks like he's about to explode on his brother. Right. And then Lockjaw shows up, takes him from there, and takes him to the middle of the street. Yeah. That made no fucking sense. To me. Why they end up in the middle of the street? No, not why you took him to the middle of the street. Why you just didn't take him somewhere else in the kingdom? Why? Why the hell did you take him? Why they leave? Uh, yeah. Why did you leave? Yeah. Why did you know. leave? What what is Black Bolt's power? Isn't he like he had like a sonic speech or something? Like he just talks. It's like even more sonic than that. It's, it's, like a, it's worse than sonic. he's a talking a bomb. Yeah. What I'm saying <laughs> like in the trailer though, doesn't he talk to somebody without killing them? No, because he can't talk without killing someone. Yeah. His whispers can cause that's what I'm saying. Can like, cause so how is he talking to somebody? He does. He I does. don't recall in, him in talking the show. To it's apparently, he's going through sign language. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but honestly, they shouldn't have done sign language. They should have had him just speak through, uh, not Medusa. Medusa. Oh, Medusa, well, yes. Medusa's the only one that could talk to him without sign language. Yes. No, she understood what he was saying. Right. Through just that connection. They have a they connection. Have. Medusa right. and him have a connection. That's but how with he should anybody talk. else, usually, in the show, they're going to say he uses sign language. Because he can't physically speak to you without destroying without whatever's killing. around him. Yeah, right. right. So That's if you're right. in front of him and he's like, shit, I want that great. At the end of the trailer, he has the gra- oh, shit, your head came off. If you saw the end of the trailer, he gets like they gut punch him. He just like, he just grunted and the car flipped. Right. Like, like the top That's car the magnitude. Now, some people are upset that that was that's the only thing that happened. But if that was a 
Yeah, some people were like, why didn't the fucking city go up in the flames or whatever? Well, it wasn't to the level yeah, of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not upset by that because I think it's already OP. If I you can tone that. it down a little bit, I'm okay. I think they did a human crossover with the Spider-Man, the Brick Bell version. Get it? And yeah, like, they, did, they did that with... Um, yeah, he, 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 he just said peace and, like... Right. The fucking planet-sized meteor blew up. I'm going to be honest. Wrong. If he was, like, in outer space and said deuces... Earth would split in half. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know Earth would split in half. Come on, Joel. He wouldn't be able to breathe. Right. He wouldn't be able to breathe. I think his gas will probably. <laughs> I wonder yeah, if it's Sparky. He's like, but wait, how could he be in space though, right? <laughs> I wonder if it was Sparky. Yeah, he could blow. Apparently, he could blow up a mountain with it by talking. By talking about whispering. No, not whispering. Uh, so he, he, he goes high like the mountain. That mountain's gone, yeah. So if he says like a full word in, in, in actual. We don't know how powerful it is these screams. Let's put it that way. Well, we do. Because oh. we saw him battle um, World War Hulk. Oh, yeah. Remember when Hulk first came back? Yeah. And he was screaming, and Hulk was eating that shit. Hulk ate that shit. Anyway, it wasn't a terrible trailer. It just wasn't very exciting. Either. No, no, no I just said it didn't excite me. No, yeah, it didn't do much. So this is going to be a movie or a TV it's show? A TV show, but it's showing in IMAX. The first theater. in IMAX, September 1st, and then it'll come back like a month later on, right. on ABC. So we'll get that, Friday and then around the time, around that That's time. That's why I'm, uh, I'm worried about it. Yeah. Around the time that, I wouldn't say that, because this season of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't bad at all. It was okay. Well, ABC is owned by Disney. Yeah. That's why. That's what's watered but, down. And, I, and you see, if you saw the trailer, they showed Trenton. They showed Trenton. Yes, they did. Very small. We didn't get a lot Not in the water. No, we didn't. Some reason in, in the grassy lands, but no, okay, I'll wood. take it. I'm sure. I'll take it. Anyway. Back to Nick. Nick, what were your thoughts on the uh, Inhumans trailer? Well, it's interesting because I didn't know that. Uh, so, Joel, you were saying that like the showrunner for Iron Fist is doing this one too. Yep. Yeah. So, like the thing that kind of that I'm kind of bo- with both of you guys. Like the thing that I kind of kept thinking was, God, man, that Defenders trailer is just so much better. You know, like and. Which makes sense now because the Defenders is being done by the guy who did Daredevil, and so yeah, that, that, I gotta admit that does make me a little bit nervous. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Oh, uh, that's it. I was just saying, like, I mean, with with knowing, like, knowing that, it makes sense why I felt like the Defenders trailer was just that much better, and why, like, my my hype level is so much higher for that than in humans at this point. Um, I'm really hoping for something really good. And, <clears throat> I mean, doesn't matter. All of us are going to be there in IMAX to see it. But, like, I'm really hoping that it's going to be, like, something almost transformative to where we can see other kind of TV shows take up this kind of um, pursuit and doing, like, smaller eight episodes throw a couple in theaters because I really want to see Star Wars do something like that um, because I think that would be the best way to do Knights of the Old Republic. So, Nick, like, I really want it to be a home run, but I'm skeptical. Before we move on, Nick, I just want the world to know me and you have been lobbying for Knights of the Old Republic Hell for yeah. almost how long. We have been lobbying <laughs> for that to be the next phase. It needs to be. Like that's what needs to happen, and why not? And if 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 you can team up with IMAX and do 
even like maybe team up with IMAX and Netflix to fund it and like let them both yeah, fund it and then boom. Boom, What's there that? it is. No, I was saying have it be on Netflix. I completely agree. Yeah, and, and you could still show the first two uh two episodes in IMAX, have it be eight episodes and do that for like, you know, I don't know, no. like ten seasons. No. <laughs> like no, as no. many as you no. want. <laughs> If you if you do it through IMAX for the first two episodes, do you know how high that would raise Netflix's subscription? Because people would go, damn, I love those first two episodes. How can I see more? Oh, shit, I have to buy right. Netflix. And do you know how much money Netflix would dole out for that? Like, so oh, much wow. money. So much money. But let's move on to our next topic. Let's go to our segment that I like to call, What Stupid Thing Did Amy Say This Week? Um, by Amy, I mean Amy Pascal. Um, all right, so she was doing, she was doubling down more so on her whole shut up, Kevin Feige, I know what's happening with Venom, you don't. Um, and she kind of told us this week that Venom is in the same universe, but not the same reality. Meaning, no, Venom, same reality, but not the same, same universe. Reality, not the same universe. Sorry, I had it backwards. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, pretty much meaning, like, he would interact with Spider Man before he ever interacted with the Avengers. Pretty much is what she was getting at by that. Mm-hmm. You, you see him interact with Spider-Man well before he ever interacted with the Avengers. Right, or any other MCU or, property. Or any other MCU property, which to me makes the most sense. Right. Because I think what she's trying to get at is we're not going to wait for Holland's contract to be up for Spider-Man to interact with Venom. Right. It would be before this, if at all. Right. Um, which makes sense, and that's best to double down right. on that. Because um, you had a lot of people that were like, Oh shit! So Venom vs. Iron Man? I can't wait. Oh wait, no. All right, well this bitch is confusing me. What's she saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, nah, nah, so nah. she completely doubled down on all of that. Kevin Feige had to double down. Well, on they have on a separate everything. universe that he's technically in, maybe. <laughs> right, right. Like Spider Man has distant cousins he never knew existed. Right. <laughs> so he's about to meet. Them. <laughs> um. So I mean, honestly, this is good news, bad news, in between. Because I mean, it's when she said says this, we could possibly never see Tom Holland Spider-Man interact with them. I know. They or could, maybe we could. Or maybe we could. So it's like, I want to be excited, but then if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be really upset that Amy Pascal ran her mouth again and gave us nothing that she promised. Well, and, but this is what I was saying, like, all along with, with this Venom thing, like, I, I, maybe two, three weeks ago, when uh, the last time we were kind of, like, talking about it, about Tom Hardy and everything else, um, like I, I really think that that's their best play to like, to to not like don't completely separate it from Spider-Man. Don't make it its own universe. Like leave some leeway. Like don't write Spider-Man out of it. Just you don't have to necessarily include him in the movie, but it just leave yourself the leeway. So down the road, depending on what happens, you never know. And, like, I think that is kind of a smart way for them to go about it. It just sucks that Amy Pascal, like, can't just come out and say that, you know? Like, just just come out and say that and then be done with it. Like, we don't have to have this back and forth for three weeks about it. I completely agree. To me, it's it's a miscommunication. I, you know what? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going with that. It's not a miscommunication. Amy Pascal is pitching what she wants to happen. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Feige is letting us know exactly what's going to happen. So it's more so his is reality. Hers is more so fantasy. Hopefully. Right. 
it, it's fantasy at the moment because none of it's actually happened yet. Right. So it's more so fantasy what she would like it to be. Feige is more so in reality on what it actually is. And right now, there is no Venom in a Spider-Man movie. There is no Spider-Man in a Venom movie. Um, but he did say he's heard great things about the direction that it's heading in, the Venom movie, and that he's psyched about Tom Hardy. Now, I was saying this before the show. What makes me nervous, super nervous, is that there's a lot of time between now and when this Venom movie starts filming that Tom Hardy can drop out at any moment. And if he does, it depends on who they get to replace him, so I won't say whoever's after him I won't have interest in. But once Tom, once Tom Hardy's gone, my interest level is at about a two for a Venom movie. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's, no, it's, at a two, it's at a two if Tom Hardy's not your lead. Unless your carnage is just like the greatest casting I've ever seen, one of those two have to be home run casting, if not both. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you're not going to find anybody that's better than Tom Hardy. Like that. That's in. That's the crux of the matter. It's like, yeah, you can find somebody who, like, you know, who I I will be okay with, and I'll be like, yeah, that that's really good. That could work. But you're not going to be able to recapture that excitement of me, like finding out for the first time that, oh, Tom Hardy's playing Venom? Like, what? Like, let me source check this, because this is, like, crazy. Exactly. I was just about to say that. I got the news. Joel sent me the news while I was at work. And I remember fact-checking it everywhere. I mean, Mm -hmm. I even had to go on break right then and there and ask someone, like, is this legit? And he was like, yeah, no, no, no. It's it's everywhere. And I was like, no, I see it's everywhere. That's why I'm making sure it's legit. Because that sounds like a fantasy. Like, that sounds like a fan cast that someone made that would never come true. Word. Right. And when it happened, it was just like, all right, so, Sony, if you fuck this up, I have no faith. I have no faith in you as far as casting going forward. Because if you can't get guys this early and keep them until, um, you know, shooting starts, come on, man. Are you serious? Come on. But honestly... More Amy Pascal. Who knows if it's going to happen? Who knows? But in the same Venom conversation, we had Cameron Monaghan, who's famous from his work with, what's that show that everyone's going crazy about? Shameless. Shameless. And from what us geeks know him from is Jerome from Gotham. Um, He has expressed his interest in playing Carnage. Now, I am never one to toot my own horn, but I said around this time last year, I did a fan cast. Huh? I always like to toot my own horn. I'm sorry. That yes, you do. Um, I do. Um, I, I did not say he was going to be him. I will not put that lie out there. I fan casted Cameron as Carnage a year ago. Mm-hmm. And some people were people were split. Nah, that's stupid. Come on, man. He can't play that. And most people were like, dude, I just saw him as Jerome. That's fucking brilliant. I love that. Mm-hmm. And now he's saying, like, yeah, sure. I'd love to be Carnage. Now people are like, oh, my God, can you believe he said that? Mm-hmm. Well, where were you people when I fancasted it? That were, that were doodling all over it. Now it's reality, and it's like, oh, no, it's a great idea. Yeah. I wish someone had a thought of that. Definitely. You, I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> all jokes aside, it's a great casting. It's someone who actually wants to dig deep into the archives of what that character is so we get the purest form of that character. Because Jerome, to me, was what Heath Ledger did as Joker. Jerome Belast. Not an accurate Joker, but possibly one of the most 
interesting take on the idea of Joker. So, I mean, I'd be really interested in seeing, but I mean, he's not my first pick, honestly. My first pick for an older Carnage that would make more sense age-wise is Robert Napier. That'd be my first pick, because he looks like a Carnage to me. Mm-hmm. If not him, Jackie Earl. Jackie Earl. Hurley. Yeah. Jackie Hale Earl. Yeah. Earl, whatever. Who played, Earl um, who played Rorschach. Yeah. Those are my two Carnage uh, picks. I'm sorry, uh, three is Michael C. Hall also. Yeah. Those are my three picks. And then it's Cameron. But I went with Cameron because I thought Carnage would be in the same universe as Tom Holland. So I was completely okay with my Carnage being a few years older than Peter Parker. So I never had an issue with that whole age barrier. Because everyone goes, well, he was a, a murdering psychopath. You're telling me there's a 23, 24, 25-year-old that can't be a murderous psychopath? Really? He has to be 30 or 40? I don't get that. I don't understand that. I get that. I, I personally would like an older person. <laughs> so if Cameron was casted, you wouldn't be on board with no, that? No, I'd be fine with it. I'm just saying I personally would like an older one. I'm just like well, saying. Like I, said, like I said, he was on my short list. He's not my first. All right. But I wouldn't I have wouldn't an issue. I wouldn't have an I issue. I love Cameron Monaghan. I'm just saying he's not my first choice. Right. Which is fine. If someone said that, it's fine. But for you to say no because the age. Well, come on. We know you don't come mind on. about age. I, well, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I can give two shits about age, to be honest. But go ahead, Nick. You just cut out of that. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I understand, like, the age argument uh, for, like, your fan casting. But the fact that we have Tom Hardy as as Eddie Brock, like, I think you do, like, that's that's the reason I have the age thing. And that's why I'm, like, with Joel. Like, I want somebody who's, like, a little closer to, like, his age um, that can kind of fit that dynamic a little bit better. Like, I'm not saying uh, Cameron Monaghan couldn't do it. I'm just saying that um, I think that somebody, like, I think it would, it would, you would have to address the fact that he's so much younger than Hardy. Um, and I'm not necessarily sure if that would serve the narrative. Um, so I think just having somebody who's a little older would, would – um, would detract less from the story and you could be able to like just kind of have them be more the, um, uh, the uh, yin and yang to each other as far as how they deal with the, the symbiote. And I so mean, they're basically I, same, same age, you know, uh, like, and have both led, you know, uh, I guess, interesting lives. Um, obviously one's a psychopath murderer and the other is like a down on his luck, uh, you know, fired photographer. You know, if they if they even go with those those two paths. Um, but like, I, I do think that like having somebody to to bounce off of Hardy, it would be a lot better just having somebody who's a little more skilled as an actor and a little older. And I don't I don't disagree. I was just saying, to me, if you cast Cameron, I don't think you have to go into huge detail about why you chose him to be younger than older. It's just a preference, and that's a really great actor to, to pick to be Carnage. So, I mean, to me, that's what I'm saying. But I just finished saying that he's not my first pick. He'd be my fourth pick. Because I do think, because Tom Hardy is Venom, you aim older. But if you're saying, if you come, if, if the director goes, you know what? I do like the idea of Carnage being around the same age. I'm saying if this is in the same universe as Tom. I do like either Venom or Carnage being around the same age as Tom. They did that in Ultimate Universe. They right. Made Eddie right. the same age exactly. or similar age. Similar age to, to, Peter. to Peter, right. 
So what I'm saying yeah. is, if Carnage wasn't coming first in a Venom movie, then to me, age wouldn't matter if you're telling me you just wanted him to be around the age of Peter. Right. That wouldn't matter to me. But since he's coming first in the Venom movie, he should be around the age of Tom Hardy. But I still wouldn't be upset. They were like, no, nah, we still wanted to go younger. We're going Cameron. Cool. Do it. Sign me up. I, I, have I like Tobey Maguire. All right, Nick, um, we're kind of losing you on our end. We're going to hang up on you. A lot of I'm status. serious. If y'all, haven't, if y'all haven't seen Brothers, then I, I don't think no, you're – you, you, you can comment on it. If anything I learned from Brothers, Jake Gyllenhaal would be my pick for Carnage. Ooh, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, brother, I mean, Tobey Maguire was the was the crazy one in that movie. No, 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 no. Jake Gyllenhaal just showed his range that he has, and then Nightcrawler is where I'd say yeah, that yeah, is Nightcrawl. where I think he could be Carnage. Yeah, I I don't think it's a bad pick either. But I mean, I I think Tobey Maguire showed exquisite range in that movie. First of all, I think people sleep on Tobey Maguire. He's not the best Spider-Man, but he's a really good actor. He's a good actor. He's a a really good actor. I still like Walton Doggins as Carnage. I don't know why. Ooh, that would be a good one. Yeah. I don't agree with that at all. At all. But um, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, Spider-Man Homecoming has gotten raving reviews. People have just been... Spewing pure love like a about itself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I love really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. They got a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes? No, 95. No, it was like a 98, and then it was, uh, on the blue side, it was 99, uh, 99 plus one Well, yeah, that's always higher than the... Yeah, that's always going to so be like higher than the... Like yeah, it's either 95 or 98, one of them. Well, whatever it's getting, fans are loving Fans are loving it. Crit- oh, not fans, I'm sorry. Critics are loving it. 94 is what it's at. 94? Critics are loving it, which to me is great, but honestly, that means nothing because I was going to see this movie regardless. Hell, yeah, yeah. So let's say so, out of the five Spider-Man movies that, that came out throughout the decade, this is the only one that I'm like, really excited for. Uh, no. It's, it's, I think it's the highest, the highest rated. The highest Rotten Tomatoes rated, yeah. but... Um, yeah. Spider-Man 1 and 2 did get really good reviews, the Tobey Maguire one. Right. Well, Right. Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man 2 are what got low reviews. Yeah, really low reviews. Yeah. Um, we were talking about that before you showed up, actually. Um, yeah, so they got really great reviews. But, Nick, does this really matter to you? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I guess like I I I like that it it's getting really good reviews. I mean, that's always a good thing. Um, but I mean, in what context? Like, does it matter in the sense of I wasn't gonna go see it if it didn't get good reviews? Because of course not. <laughs> like, um, but like, yeah, I mean, in the in the sense of like, I want it to be a really good movie. And if it's if it you know if it's you know, if it was 75 or something like that, like, I wouldn't be scared, um, but I wouldn't feel quite as confident. And if it was, like, 60, then I would be like, oh, shit. Like, man, they might have they might have fucked up on this one. The fact that it's, like, 90, the fact that it's 94, like, yeah, I mean, that makes me feel good about it. Like, I'm like, good. Like, maybe we're, you know, finally getting the, the iteration of Spider-Man that we've always, or at least that I've always wanted to see. Right. 
I mean, main reason why I ask that is because we know from our page, a lot of people see movies based off critics, unfortunately. Or, or they, it means a lot more to them than it should. You have to remember, yeah. it's that person's opinion. That's it. That's where it stops. It's right. just their opinion. They could have went, sat down, hated it. You could go, sit down, love it. Because, right. I mean, I, I, yeah, always said, I, I agree, I always, but the fact that 94% of opinions are positive is, right. is promising. Like, that's, that's, that's where I'm like, agree. nice. Absolutely agree. But that doesn't mean that you'll go in there and enjoy it. Right. So that's why I'm saying, does it really matter to you? I'm just happy it got as good a rating as it did, because I didn't expect it to be that good. No, not and that I good. I expected it to be good. I, I knew it was going to be well-liked. I just didn't think it would be... And also, damn. can we just take a minute to spotlight how great Tom Holland is as Spider-Man? He not only showed up to their um, their screening of it, right. dressed as Spider-Man, here, right? in the yellow jacket from the promos, right. he actually was... Sw- not swinging around, but doing flips and stuff like that. He then waved to the crowd, got in the limo, popped out fully suited as, you know, of course, he's just Tom Holland. Right. But he just loves being this character so much. Was that, I have, was that a stunt double? Well, no, we've actually seen Tom Holland do flips. And yeah, but I'm saying for that premiere, though, that was definitely a stunt double that was doing. That was Tom. It could be that Tom. Yo, my no way in hell he's going to be Tom. Ain't no way how he's in that like that. Time out. First of all, he's in it right now in that goddamn costume. So don't okay. tell me he couldn't okay. last. I've never Nick, seen... time out. Nick, how goddamn hot is it in Atlanta? Uh, today it was probably no, 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 like no, no, ninety. Not today. not today. Just usually on a on a summer day. Did you say ninety? How hot is it? It's, you said ninety. It's hot as. It's it's yeah it was it was probably close to ninety today maybe eighty five but the humidity just makes it fucking unbearable. So what Nick is saying right now is in Atlanta, Satan is barbecue, and you're telling me that he had a rougher time in L.A. than he did in Atlanta. This is Satan's gym right now with that sand. Humidity alone, humidity alone makes Atlanta worse. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, if he could be fully costumed. In Atlanta, where Chris Evans makes it very known, not a lot of fans going on around this motherfucker. Like, we're sweating in these shit. You're telling me he had a rough time for four minutes in L.A. You're not Come on. what I'm saying. Come on, man. Go ahead. Okay. Let the people hear you. <laughs> All right, Nick. Have you seen uh, the video of Tom Holland supposedly, like, flipping around at the, um, yeah. the, the Spider-Man? Okay. He gets back. Okay, he gets on the, the, let's say, the left side of the car. About two minutes later, he gets back out. Not a drop of sweat on him. Hair looks fantastic. That suit is completely dry. You mean to tell me he's been doing all those flips? And that First costume, of all, what, that I was keep a trying, what I keep trying to explain to you is he was only in it for about four minutes. He is not... He is not that heavy guy that's on the corner waiting for the ice cream truck who is just like a puddle of sweat. No, maybe that's no, way, no <laughs> way how he didn't break the sweat flipping all that. First of all, you and L.A. First of all, let me ask you, what is your, what is your definition of sweat? Because we don't know that he didn't have it on his forehead. Well, his hair was perfect. You, first of all, because he's just perfect. Don't you hate <laughs> you bastard? Oh, God. All I'm saying is you're expecting 
expecting for his, his armpits to be sweaty, Yo, his neck collar to be sweaty. Cool, it was only four his minutes. Knees weak right, his knees <laughs> weak. He can barely yeah, stand. Yeah, it was, it was only four minutes, and he ain't Shaq, man. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Nick. He didn't just play a, he didn't just play a scrimmage, uh, Gerald. One, he laid on top of the car the whole time in that heat on top of a running motor car. You mean to tell me he didn't break a sweat? First of all, the car wasn't moving. It was just the car was air conditioned too. The car was yeah, moving. Yeah, I was going to say, they probably had that bitch like 68 inside that car. So it was like 90. There's no way in hell. That was definitely a stunt double. And then he stayed in the car for about two minutes, got out, threw the costume in the car, and pretended he did all that. That was a stunt double because the car was tinted. That is not possible. This is, this, is this is the most superfluous conspiracy theory of all time. <laughs> it's not Tom Holland. It's not. All I'm I saying is, hate right now. All I'm, I'm saying is, first of all, Tom Holland. Gerald's mad because for four minutes he wouldn't be able to do those flips and come back out. <laughs> um, but no, all jokes, all jokes aside, all I'm saying is there is no reason for them to lie and say that Tom Holland was in that costume. Like that who doesn't. Said, who confirmed that? Tom, it's on Instagram right here where he's like one change later. That doesn't mean he was in the suit. Why would you <laughs> lie about it? It's my point. Like who is who is seeing that and going? You know what? I now add more merit to this movie because he was actually in that costume for four minutes. Is all I'm saying. Why does it matter? Gerald, that's the equivalent of finding out like he doesn't do all his goddamn stunts. How long is who it going to come back there? out? Two minutes. Yeah, I, I'm with Joel on this one. It doesn't matter. It's not him. Why does it matter? It doesn't matter, but I'm just saying, you got to be realistic about it. No way in hell you flip around for two minutes. <laughs> how do you know they did it? Air fan his suit. You didn't out. know how hot it is over there. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. First of all, first of all, Ain't nobody this, sweating, is, this is just, <laughs> no one's sweating on that red carpet. Just to go off topic very quickly, just to go off topic very quickly, and then we'll come right back. Joe Biden just did an event out there in, in L.A. for the, the BET Awards and said, time out. He said, it's not as hot as you assume L.A. is. L.A. is not that goddamn hot. Atlanta, where Nick is. I am sure Nick sneezes outside and is in a, is in a, a full face of sweat because it's so goddamn hot. <laughs> so all I'm saying is you're trying to compare heat when I'm telling you one place where he's actually in the suit filming is hotter than his four minutes in L.A. Anyway, on to another topic. Anyway, let's get on to some Fox news. Fox has announced that they are releasing. Uh, they have just released six dates uh, of more Marvel movies from 2020 uh, uh, going through 2021. So we got six, seventeen, nineteen of uh, two years from now. Eleven, twenty-two, nineteen, three, three, twenty. Uh, is that sixteen or six? Six, twenty-six, twenty. 10, 2, 20, and 3, 5, 21. So, they're releasing a shitload of movies. So, I'm mean, going to just let the cat out of the bag. 2019. Three of those movies most likely are Fantastic Four. There you go. Spoiler alert. Three? Three of them. No, no, no. They're planning probably out at least three films. Well, and they can change. That's within three years. You're not going to have three Fantastic Four. No, not within three years. I'm saying, oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah I think Okay. So I'm sorry, I take that back. One of those, two of those, I'm sorry, two of those are Fantastic Four. I don't know. 
Maybe one of those. <laughs> Not one. Two of them are fantastic. Let's take a look. You got two in 2019. Next year, we have three. Yeah. The following year, we have two. The year after that, which is 2020, there's three again. And then the year after that, two. Well, you two again. I'll tell you, no, one. one that's in 2020. Okay, one. one. Deadpool. For now. <laughs> well, to me, I take the Deadpool X-Force movies out. We already know those are confirmed. Well, you have to add them because they... No, 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 but dates. I'm saying those dates, we already know they're confirmed. All I'm saying is two out of those six, I'm telling you, are probably fantastic. I don't think we will. Have you been into the from that they're rebooting the reboot? No, no, that was animated for uh, the kids. No, it's no, not animated. That's a live action yeah, gotcha. Yeah, they should have No, stop. We're moving on to another topic. I can't get this angry. Uh, <laughs> no, we didn't talk about that, though. Um, no, but seriously, Nick, did you want to talk a little bit about um, the big dates and what you think they could be? Uh, yeah, I, I bet I bet one of those is Fantastic Four, at least. I mean, they're not going to give it up. They're going to keep trying, and, you know, they're just... It's going to... I don't know what it's going to take, honestly, because, like... I mean, it's just one of those things where even if they do make a good movie, I still don't think they're going to make money on it. Like, the, the people are just too, like, adamantly against it, <laughs> like, at this point. So, I, I, don't, I don't understand. I mean, I guess they're just, they just, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the uh, way studios think sometimes. It's just, well, we know what's best. We know what you want, even if you don't know what you want. And... Uh, I gotta say, like, I don't think they do on this one. I mean, it's uh, it's it's precarious, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think at least one, maybe two of those. I mean, the, our other options are definitely, uh, you know, the uh, Deadpool three, X Force, the New Mutants follow up, some continuation of the X Men films. But I don't think that fills out all six. I think yeah. you're probably going to be looking at at least one of those being Fantastic Four. You're going to add Fantastic Four. I'm going to add Gambit. You're going to add Gambit? Just know no one's ever going to try to make that move. Fine. I'm they're, just saying, I, I think we'll guys. see Gambit before we doesn't, see it. It doesn't mean that they're not planning for it, though. They're doing Fantastic Four with the kids. They prefer Gambit, too. We haven't seen that shit either. Only because they say stuff doesn't mean it comes true. Only to, difference is Gambit was actually supposed to start, and everyone was just like, yeah, no, let's not do that. Well, I I would be really excited to see, like, a Thieves Guild movie that Gambit's in. Like, if you were to act... And see, and that's the one bit of potential that I do think of Fantastic Four where they're focusing on the the offspring because, uh, you know, Nathan Summers is such a a pivotal pivotal, um, uh, character in in the X-Men storylines. So I think that's where they're trying to take it. They're trying to bring in... Uh, trying to bring in, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Richards. Um, uh, what's the, what's what's his what's his name again? Franklin. Thank you, Franklin Richards is, is such a pivotal character in in that that storyline. Uh, so I think that's where they're trying to go, and they're trying to use that to connect it to X Men, so they can finally kind of bridge that gap. Um, so I mean, I, it might work. Uh, I'm not holding my breath for it though. Me neither. No, I completely agree. You can tap that and see what else we got. Oh, okay, that's what else we got. Um, we got some Deadpool set photos of Deadpool at a kid's birthday party. Woo! Looking super weird as usual. Uh, <laughs> um, we got that, and it's two-sided news. We also got um, Josh Brolin as um, getting, getting suited for Cable. Uh, he was getting his 
face ready, I guess, for where the scar is going to be going, as Joel pointed out. Yeah. I don't know. Some people were saying it's the metal part. I'm like, well, that's the side where the scar is, so yeah. it makes sense. It made more sense for the scar. But, Nick, what are your thoughts on the Deadpool set photo? That's funny, yeah, because I actually, with the cable one, I actually thought the same thing, and I was like, is that one of the, like, like the feature on his phone that, like, reversed the image? You know, when you take, like, a, a certain type of picture, sometimes the image will just reverse. Right. And so I, I kind of wondered if that was it, because, yeah, I did notice that, too. I was like, they're not going to put the plate on the wrong side, are they? <laughs> like, come on, guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just excited to see, like, I, I'm I'm really gung ho on Brolin doing cable. Um, you know the, the the set photos don't like super excite me, but like I am really excited for you know what Brolin can bring to that character. I I think he's and just like his his comedic timing match with Ryan Reynolds. I I just think it's going to be gold. Always have a plate on that side. No, he doesn't always have a plate on that side. Um, but just so the fans know, Joel just said he doesn't care about Deadpool too. Doesn't even want to see it. Not what I said. Uh, <laughs> I said I, agree, I agreed with Nick, and the, the picture didn't really excite me. Oh, okay. So, so I'm sorry. So Nick said he doesn't care about this. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah. I don't care uh, about it at all. He doesn't care about it at all. Doesn't, doesn't nope. tickle his um, <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm really excited. The one thing that's really, that's really um, bothering me is I'm so upset Deadpool 2 took so long to start filming mm-hmm. because I was really expecting to me the highlight of uh, San Diego Comic Con would be Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool showing up to San Diego Comic Con no 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 not, yes with the trailer and being in, being in costume that the entire time, time. That cable is that comic yes. Right? yes and that's what I wanted but that does not mean we won't see him send in a video to San Diego Comic-Con. That does not mean we won't see that. We won't get a trailer, but we might get a video of him, like, you know, bugging Josh Brolin or, you know, him doing stuff with, with Zazie or something like that. We, we could see anything like that. So, I mean, it's a glimmer of hope for something San Diego Comic-Con, Deadpool 2 related. It's going to be fucking amazing in the next two weeks. So we're going to, it should be a blast. The next two weeks, our show might have to be three, four hours. <laughs> so much stuff. We're going to have a Comic-Con special. Yes, we're going to have a Comic-Con special. We absolutely will. And I'll, just so everyone knows, because everyone was wondering if I was at Comic-Con last year, because I was reporting every single inch of it, I will be doing the same thing this year also. Mm-hmm. Reporting every inch of it. Again. 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 Wait, what, what date is specifically is I think it's the 14th, I think. I could be wrong. I know our the New York Comic Con usually goes. Um, Apparently, even Shield is going to be at the New York Comic Con. Yes, yeah, not this one. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't come back for game. Right, right, right. makes them up. Right, right, I'll get it. I'll get it now. Um, but yeah. So all right. So we covered Deadpool. Let's see. Oh, Joel, would you like to say this lady's name? Because I have no idea how to say it. Which one are we talking about? Alice or Alice? Oh, Alice Braga. Alice Braga joins um, New Mutants. As Dr. Cecilia Reyes, she's replacing Rosario Dawson, who I assume is just too busy doing Defender shit. Um, <laughs> who knows? I mean, she's usually in everyone's season. So Jessica Jones is filming right now, so maybe she's in that. Luke Cage. <laughs> and Luke Cage is still filming. Doing both at the same time. She's doing both at the same time. She's just going down the street and doing both. 21st and 23rd. 21st and 23rd. 
Well, that whole week. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so she's replacing Rosario Dawson. I'm not mad at this at all. She's a pretty good, she's a pretty good, um, actress. I have no issue with that. I wasn't too extremely high on Rosario doing it, because I don't know that much about the character. Yeah. I remember that like, character. Oh, it's a great actress for a character I have no idea about. I didn't know much about her. I remember her from the 90s. She was a big character in the 90s, mm-hmm. and they were introducing Maggot and, and, uh, and In the Mero. animated series? No, in the comics. Oh, in the comics. Yeah. So I remember Maggot and Mero, I remember her, mm-hmm. uh, but I never expected to see her come into the movies. So right. This is a pleasant surprise. Even I think Rosario Dawson is probably a better fit for the character, but especially I'm, if it's going to be a horror film type type of horror, vibe, yeah. I think Rosario can dig deeper to give a better performance. I'm not saying Alice Brock can act. I'm just saying she no, looks, no, 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 no. She looks more that. like Doctor Stacey Ray than Alice. Yeah. That's Nick, all. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, Rosario Dawson's like probably my in my top five favorite actresses, so it always sucks to lose her. Um, but sure you know, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you though, Juwan. Like uh, I know almost nothing about the character, so like yeah, I, I'm the same way for you. It's like I was I was hyped because of Rosario Dawson. It's not. It wasn't a situation where I was hyped to see her play that character. I was just. I'm just always hyped to see her in anything. So, like, it, it diminishes the amount of, of impact when you're, like, like it wouldn't be like Tom Hardy getting pulled off of Venom. You know, it's not anywhere in, even in the same ballpark as that. So, um, but as far as the replacement, um, I'm not really familiar with her work, but I'm sure it'll probably be all right. Well, one thing she did most recently, um, or the biggest thing she's done recently, was um, I Am Legend. That's right, she was not Yes. She's on a shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I she yeah, the the woman who he who he finds. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. 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 She, she yeah, she does great in that film. So yeah, that's that's fine with me. I, I thought that performance was very good. Yeah, so I just wanted to kind of bring it into context of what she's done that you would that you, you might, might know. know yeah. And I am legend is the most uh that the one that sticks out the most. That you can really go, oh, I remember her performance. Not her in it, but, you know, her performance more so than just, oh, I remember she was a face in the movie. Yeah. Right. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm not that heartbroken that Rosario's out, mainly because I was more impressed on the cast as a whole. So if the cast was trash and then Rosario left, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you can miss me with this. But I like the young cast that they have, and Rosario was just the cherry on top. Now I have the ice cream, no cherry. So, so, I mean, that's, me how back I cherry. that's kind of how I can bring it into context. She's more of like the, the whipped cream. More. Not the, not the cherry. <laughs> uh, that's, how, that's the context I can kind of bring it into. But, or, right, maybe, so, or maybe the coffee after yeah, the ice cream. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so, we kind of breeze through our, our topics, and we have maybe about a little over 20 minutes left. So, a little under 20 minutes left, I'm sorry. So I want to kind of introduce this new segment that we're going to be using going forward. So we we have a very interesting group chat into which we usually Bullshit. say we usually say things that we kind of go, what the hell? So um, we created this segment called Defend Your Statement. So anytime we feel as though in our group chat or even on the page, someone says something that is just like so out there from what other people are going with, yeah. you have to defend that statement. So um, we're not going to use this example, but the one we'll use um, next week when we get everyone back, 
Kanan doesn't understand the necessary uh, hype around MCU films. <laughs> feels as though all of them shouldn't get the praise that they that they have been getting. So he's going to have to defend that on why he thinks Civil War shouldn't get it, Winter Soldier shouldn't get it, Infinity War shouldn't get it, Coming shouldn't get it, um, you know, stuff like that. Black Panther shouldn't get it. Um, so he's going to have to defend that. But what we're going to do for today is, on a page, I posted a, a meme of something poking fun at the DCEU villains mainly the one from Suicide Squad, because that was, like, the worst thing I've ever seen. So, it sparked an argument from people who were trying to tell me that the other DCEU villains were just as horrible. So, what I'm defending tonight is the fact that DCEU's villains, um, Zod, Zod's henchman, the, the chick that was his henchman. Yes, whatever. I'm not going to try to say that. Um, Lex Luthor Jr., Doom Snyder could have his movie of Batman 
you know, seven samurai gathering up all the people. Like, that's the only reason he was there. So what I'm saying is... <laughs> that is, is not a good sense, reason to bring that character in. In that sense, if we're going off of that sense, he was used exactly for what they wanted him to, to be in there for. He but wasn't... It, but it made... But it was but it was it didn't make for a good film. Like it didn't make for a no, good it character. It, it was a totally make, underutilized character. But it didn't make his character horrible. Because someone tried to tell me in the same vein of Doomsday being horrible that he understands Mandarin and he respects the use Mandarin had in Iron Man three. And that to me is just I would agree with him. That that No, that I would I would I would totally agree with that. I'll defend that. Like dude, wow. like at least well, because at least at least Mandarin was utilized in, a, and I know it pisses off so many people because so many people like really loved the character of the Mandarin. But the way that they utilized him, it was it was like a, a it was a, like a fun little ploy. Like, and a lot of people hated it, but it worked. It added to his character. He wasn't just a a spooky uh, like you know in the shadows villain. He was like an actor portraying a villain, um, and and like it gave even more depth to the character. Give me any amount of depth to Doomsday's character. There's nothing there. My, my thing is though, what, what you're saying. First of all, he wasn't the main villain. Lex was. That's one. So that would well, be. Well, but hey, he wasn't. No, Guy Pierce was the main villain in that movie, so you can't count that against the Mandarin. No, but what I'm saying is, I I wasn't comparing it. I was saying the guy was saying. He felt as though Mandarin was better used than Doomsday. And to me, Doomsday was being um, pitched as the main villain in the trailer, quite like Mandarin. Mm -hmm. And then not only did you find out he wasn't the villain, Mm. you found out he's not even Mandarin. So what I'm saying is, at least with Doomsday, they were telling you, well, they weren't telling you. It was looking like he could be the main villain, but he wasn't. But he still was Doomsday. Not necessarily the comic accurate version of Doomsday, I'll tell you this. but it wasn't that far out of what Doomsday is. Even if Doomsday was, I will give you that. Go, I'm sorry, Joel. Go ahead. You can, you can finish it. <laughs> no, no, because I didn't want him talking far away from. Uh, anyway, Doomsday for Ooh. me, even if he was comic accurate, and he looked more like Doomsday, and he ha- didn't have to shoot fucking lasers from his mouth. It was weird. <laughs> and he wasn't like super tall because that was another and the static electricity yeah the, like, the heat static electricity yeah. I, I don't know if like I, I guess, Flash and the, the monsters from Lord yeah, of the Rings I don't understand that either whatever the point is it wasn't he could have not called him Doomsday and I still would have been okay with him right. <laughs> like he was just there to serve one purpose and it was to finish the story exactly he was Lex's monster he could have yes that's all you should have called him right. Lex morphs Zod into right. They didn't do Doomsday much purpose, but Doomsday never had much purpose except for what he exactly. did anyway in exactly. that movie. That was That's it. all Doomsday's no. ever done in the comic books. Right. You know, it's not Mandarin yeah. love. I mean, right. I, and I get that. I totally do. Like, yes, you are 100% like, accurate in the sense that, like, yes, they got the, I, I guess, basic essence of the character of, of Doomsday, and they got the the basic essence of Mandarin was not even there. Like, it was on the front, but it wasn't when you actually pulled back the curtain and revealed the character. I'm just saying right. as far as for the story, for the story purposes, I do think that 
the way that they utilized the character of the Mandarin was more creative. I think it was um, it was obviously uh, most people aren't fans of it, but I think it was at least more creative, and I think it was um, I think it served the story a little better. Like and it and it it was a better um, uh, like um, double take, if you will, because that was it, that was what it was for, is for like kind of the shock and awe factor. Um, I, and I'm not saying like it was it was you know super well done or anything, but I still think it was better better done than than Doomsday. It's just as far as the story and the character within the movie, not necessarily picking it from comics translation. I don't, I don't know because Doomsday, I feel as though did serve a purpose. Think about it. Who else could you have had Lex create that required Wonder Woman, Superman at his height was, and Batman? It was creative turning Zod into into, into Doomsday. That was very creative. Yeah, it I would have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't the classic Doomsday, but Mandarin wasn't Mandarin, so that wasn't you know that's on the same line. It was just as creative. Mandarin had way more screen time because Mandarin was the front for for the actual villain. Right. Yes. And Doomsday just was a a plot device. Exactly. (laughs) That was it. That was it. And also, I just want to mention Iron Man three fucked up aim also. So suck it. Um. Anyway. But no, so I mean. Yellow suit. Yes. So I mean, and also (laughs) I'd even defend um Let. Is Joel telling me to call him just Lex? Yeah, um, I didn't have an issue with him. I didn't. Once they said that he is not the one that we know from the animated series and the comics and stuff like that. No, they did say that. Zach did say it was his own take on his father is Lex, but he's also Lex. Right, but what I'm saying is they were trying to to let you know going into it. The ones you remember from the animated series and stuff. That's not the one that that we're creating. Why he go bald? First of all, the mannerisms of that Lex Luthor isn't like any Lex Luthor we've ever seen. That's why people got upset. That's all I'm saying. What I'm trying, I'm using You're that as my You're giving a reason, but I'm saying this is the Lex that gave us. But what I'm trying to say is it was not a bad Lex Luthor. It wasn't. That's it what I'm wasn't. trying to get I'm to. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't. it wasn't a bad Lex Luthor. Right. If you're telling me that's your take on Lex Luthor, I'm, I don't have an issue. Right, I agree. Because I'm if saying. we have to accept that would be pleasure the Joker, Joker, right. We have to accept that's his take on Lex Luthor. Luthor. Right. Simple as that. He was so that so doesn't make smart, it bad. Exactly. That right. doesn't I make it a that. bad right. version of Lex Luthor. Right. It I, doesn't. I, I it doesn't. And that's why I'll defend Lex Luthor. Right. And then when people say they don't understand his his um his motivation, his motivations were made very clear. Very I clear. They were made very clear. His motivations were Superman was this god. Mm-hmm. He does not think that should be the god you worship. To, in, in, in retrospect, yes. That's what it came down to. But I it, thought it that was made very It clear. wasn't clear. The whole when he was talking to the senators, the whole thing about the painting. Yeah, yeah don't get me I wrong. I thought he was making he that very clear. He explained the whole movie, but yes. never up front. No, he doesn't come out and just go, listen, I hate this guy. It's not easy to find. No, but if you're watching it and paying attention, there's so many things that he's saying that that lets you know that that was never just. It's not not clear. I wouldn't say it's clear. It was clear for him. Well, and not to mention, even if if you want to go so far as to say his motives are clear, his actions still don't make sense. What the fuck are you going to do after Doomsday kills Superman? What's your recourse after that? What are you going to do? Like. Well, I think when he yeah, created, I mean he he created him to kill no, Superman, I, but what are you gonna do after he does that? Like you, well, no, you I have think, to, I think 
I think when so his actions make no sense. No, no, no. His actions for that was because his initial plan was to control Superman, so he didn't have to create that. But when Superman wasn't going to do what he wanted him to do, he was like, well, shit, plan B is Doomsday. And I, I don't really care what comes after that. I just need Superman dead. I think that's probably right. Yeah, yeah but Lex, that's but that's, more, see, and that's, my, and that's where I have a problem. Like, the eccentric nature of the character, I can get past. But, like, the fact that he's not trying to think 12 steps ahead, that's what frustrates me. Well, I think what made him very nervous was he thought capturing someone's mother and the guy on the other side of the bay killing people was enough to make Superman go, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Let me take this guy out. You know what? You're right. Let me He do also this. didn't think twice when he did release Doomsday. Right. He just stood in front of him. I guess he thought he could control him. That, that was Doomsday went right after whoever was He right thought in front he could control him. Because remember, when he was creating him, it was with the, the mindset that he was creating this monster that would work for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he did think he was thinking it through. He just didn't account for the guy just saying, you know what, I don't work for anybody. I'm my own beast. So I think he did think a few steps ahead. He didn't think it through enough on par of a Lex Luthor is my point. If Superman was not able to kill Doomsday, we do not know that he did not have a contingency plan on how to stop him. We don't. We do not know that. Fair enough. That's all I'm saying. So that's what it comes down to. We do not know that he didn't have a backup plan. Because he knew enough about Superman to get all that kryptonite. So he knew something that Kryptonians were affected by that kryptonite. He had to know kryptonite would work. Exactly. Like Batman eventually. Right. Like Batman was like, oh, yeah, shit, he's Kryptonian. Let me just use this. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying is we don't know that. So that's why I'm saying we don't know that he didn't think that far ahead. It just didn't come into fruition because Superman handled it. Okay, now argue Enchantress. I can't argue. Yeah. That was like, that was like, picture a bobblehead, but instead of the head moving, the body is. Where you tap the body and it's just moving like a bobblehead would, that's enchantress. For almost an hour and a half, that's enchantress. I like to look. Yeah. See, I think the only two, the only two villains that I think have been, have been like, uh, like really, really great are Zod and Amanda Waller. And Suicide Squad was a shit movie, but Amanda Waller is is. I'm sorry, I, I disagree. I have, to, I have to expand that list. Margot Robbie did phenomenal as Harley Quinn. Deadshot yeah, did. Right. I mean, Wolfman did amazing as Deadshot. They villain villains though at times. No, no, because that movie yeah. was heroes. But, but we know, know that. Yeah, see, bad. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would maybe qualify Harley Quinn, but not. I wouldn't put Deadshot. I mean, I know they're all technically villains, but. Well, technically, the only reason why I'm (laughs) defending them as great villains is because we know the next time we see those two, it very likely could be going up against Batman where it's clear that they are villains rather than characters we feel sorry for and are are looked at as heroes. Well, we'll see, because if it's Siren, she'll be playing the protagonist. Or the Batman comes out before Gotham City Siren. Oh, we don't know that. Or Batman's supposed to come out. Well, but I'm saying the Batman ones that we just have to start. We don't know what nothing started yet. Oh, neither of them. Right. So we don't know what's coming But the out. only thing we've heard anything about is the Batman. Um, Send us with your wrong. <laughs> anyway, but we'll get more into this when we get more of the guys and gal back next week. But, again, Cannon was on vacation. Dane had a um, crazy day, and Caitlin needed her rest. So everyone will be back. Well, Cannon will still be on vacation, but... Dane and Caitlin will be back next week. 
Um, I want to thank Gerald for coming on. Thank you, Gerald. No, I'm just thanking everyone for being on the show. Just thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, damn. Thank you, Nick. We had a great show. Yeah, man, no worries. This is a great show. Um, guys, great show. Next week, me and Joel will be pulling double duty. We will be interviewing the likes of John Wesley Ship, um, covering Garden State Comic Fest next, next week, and coming back to do the show. So and doing a review on Spider-Man Homecoming. So we're going to have a crazy busy week next week. Stay tuned. And like always, guys, we will see you next week. Vibes out. Bye. Adios. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.